Hey, everybody. Welcome to Distinctly Digital, a modern recruiting podcast. And I'm Steve Gibson. I am Sam Pro. And today we will be talking with Emily Bladdle, the marketing manager over at uh, Recruiter's website. So welcome to the podcast. Hello. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us. Emily Blatter. There's a lot of things that uh, happen in the world of a recruiting firm, um, but being a digital agency that focuses within that industry, we like to focus on a digital presence. Absolutely. It is the way of the world. We do live in a digital world these days, and the more that you can put yourself out on the internet, the better. Yeah, and, and in, in appropriate ways as well. Um, yes, yeah, so let's keep it appropriate here. Yes, yes. <laughs> There's a lot of things that we can do to put ourselves on the on the web uh, and on the internet in inappropriate ways. We're talking about things that are going to help your business, help your firm grow, and allow you guys to be successful. And Sam, I was really hoping when you said we are, I, this is a digital world that you're say, digital. Thank you. <laughs> I had to hold back. I had to hold back. I didn't want to start singing and dancing. Right. Well, it, it would be okay if you did. We don't have any cameras or anything on. Nobody would know. It would be okay. I feel like you would know. The energy would change. Energy. You would be weirded out. The energy, the energy would definitely change. I think if that would resonate through the microphone, probably. Um, you would hear a lot of swishing. <laughs> <laughs> and and all my my beads and pearls, you you'd hear the crinkle of my hairsprayed hair. It it would change the. Vibe. I love that that what you just tied into us being a digital uh, digital girl in digital world and with this really eighties looking vibe with all these, with all these bangles and this hairsprayed hair and, and this, oh, this we're talking. wonderful description of all this. You, you, what do they call leotards? And, yes. Yes. Wow. Okay. Well. Let's get into things about a digital presence. Emily, uh, make us professional again. <laughs> so what is a, a digital presence? What does that mean? So a digital presence, um, it really it really is a very simple thing when, you, when, you, when it comes down to it. You're looking at where, what do you look like when you're online? When someone finds you online, wherever that might be, what do you look like? And how are you portrayed? How, how are you represented online? So that, that can be um, at its, at its most base, that can be your own website. So your website is, is the main property of your digital presence. Um, But it can include things like your social media channels. It can be um, reviews online. It could be um, even your, any, any coverage, any news media coverage from other sources. So it's the whole gamut of advertising, marketing, and public relations, the, the, um, personification of of your brand and your firm as it as it represent as it is represented on the internet. Whoa, but I'm a recruiter. Why does that matter? Well, Steve. <laughs> Sorry, I went into to devil advocates mode or, or uh, a very common objective that I hear is, but I'm a recruiter. I've been doing this 25 years. Why is my digital presence important? So uh, research tells us that 85, at least 85% of all searches for any service or product starts with the internet. So people, um, people have to look for things. And unfortunately, the yellow book, the yellow pages uh, isn't where they start anymore. And I would think, especially if you're a recruiter with a national presence or um, a very, and very niche product, you're not going to, people are going to have to find you by looking for you and they're going to look for you online. Um, So that's, that's why your, your digital presence has to be um, the best it can be. And that's why it has to be um, 
thought about from a lot of different angles. Well, and even if, you know, and and I always agree with with the, the, the firms that I talk with about, you know, Steve, most of my business comes from referrals. You know, I, I, I know that's the way this business works. Yep. You do a great job for a company you build, uh, you build a great relationship with that hiring manager. They refer you to another department. They refer you to a friend, whatever it may be. Uh, that is the, the way that a lot of individuals come in contact with recruiting firms. That's true. And it's like that for really any industry. Exactly. The best advertisement is word of mouth. <laughs> But that's not the only thing you can rely on. Well, and even if they do that, though, and even if they, they, it is word of mouth. And what, do you, what is the first thing we all do when we hear about a new product or service? Google it. We Google it. Right. Yeah. And, I, you know, we're not, you know, we're maybe not the, the whole population here in this room. There's three of us. But I think we can make some assumptions here, though. Right. Well, we know, I mean, statistics again, you know, 75%. Yeah, well, and 75% of all people, when they hear about a new product or service. There you go. So when they hear about it, it's not just when they are looking for something, right. but when they hear about something it still prompts them to say okay i want to go and find out who they are and what they're about yeah. so if you think about think about that word of mouth referral as just another type of channel to get to you um people like to like to do their research so if one of your one of your sources of information is a person that you know personally um you're going to supplement that right you're going to go look them up still and you're going to see i i trust this person's opinion however I need to see, they worked with them maybe a year ago, two years ago. I need to see if they're still in business. I need to see if they're still taking calls, if they still work in the same industry. I need to see what other people say. Absolutely. So it, that's that's why it all ties together. Well, if you have a, a candidate go out for an interview and you call up the hiring manager, hey, hiring manager, this is Steve Gibson. I got this great candidate. It's perfect. You wouldn't believe it. If it's exactly what you're looking for, it, trust me, he's good. Let's, let's, get her, let's get him or her hired right away. They're going to say, okay, I want to meet that person. Okay, and then if that person shows up and they are dressed sloppy and they don't, they don't present themselves well, it's something that they're don't show up or they don't show up at all in today's day and age. It's probably they're probably not going to hire them. So they're not just going to hire that individual based off of you know what someone tells them or how they're referred there, but if that if their impression they make that first impression, the conversation they have, all the things that aid in in knowing that that person's the right fit for the organization, then yeah, you got a good chance that they're probably to ask that person to come on the uh, come on board and be part of that team. The same thing is with your digital presence. It's your interview. It's the opportunity for you to demonstrate your and 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 reiterate your expertise to those referrals to the individuals that you're reaching out to, the candidates that are that you you're prospecting and, and applying to your opportunities. It's just that that's your opportunity to 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 make sure that you don't turn them away and give them an, any any reason at all call any other recruiter back first before they talk with you and, and find the opportunities that you guys have to partner together exactly i don't even know why i'm here steve well i, I, <laughs> I you know what I, I question that a lot myself but then it comes time to do the work and i'm like oh I don't. Uh, I need. I need we Emily. Need Emily. We need. We need, we need, we need Emily. I don't like when Emily goes to the bathroom when we're at work. We need her. We need her all the time from clock into clock out. <laughs> <laughs> That's not completely guaranteed. I need Emily. <laughs> so, so what are some? So you mentioned websites. What else? So again, your social media channels. So things like like your LinkedIn. Obviously, that's something that most recruiters are very. Um, 
aware of and either love or hate it. We all have a love or hate relationship with LinkedIn. But um, even in addition to LinkedIn, things like your Facebook page, Facebook is the largest social social network. Um, it's a huge search engine in itself, second only to Google and YouTube. Um, speaking of, YouTube can be another another channel there, another source of your of your digital presence. Um, if you are a in an industry where it's relevant, or if you are the type of person where it makes sense, Twitter could be one. Um, even looking at, um, depending on where your candidates are coming from, where you're trying to pull your candidates, looking at some of those smaller, more emerging channels on social media, like, like TikTok, um, or Instagram, things like that, and just where it makes sense. Um, but just knowing that all of these things do tie into your, your overall digital presence, your overall search engine optimization of your, of yourself and your site. Um, and that's another topic for another day, but all of these things do tie in together. So I'm trying to think if there's some other, some other channels beyond social media. So we have social media in itself, and then also your, um, just your general visibility, Mm -hmm. on on the search engine so that can be your google my business page google my business listing oh wow okay yeah um, very very important uh google trusts that a lot they pull a lot of information from that whenever things are coming up for those relevant searches um having that completely filled out is very important um things like listings in your chambers organizations those websites that are trusted websites that that allow you to show a link that you are real. Mm -hmm. um, those are all part of it. Again, I mentioned earlier, any media, uh, any media opportunities or things where you've been quoted in the news, in, in a newspaper article or a magazine, or you've been sourced as something, all of those are still part of your digital presence. So think about it as, as almost like your, it's, it's almost like your resume, your background check, your, um, your work history, it's all of it together and how together all of that represents you as a firm where you are right now. Okay. Yeah, no, that's great. Uh, one thing I want to, I want to, so I don't forget, uh, you mentioned, so like media, um, I think that's something, you know, social media, social media is more tangible. A website's more tangible. We all kind of know what that is and what that means. When you talk about getting into the media, into, in, into news outlets, how does a recruiter go about doing something like that? Yeah. So, I mean, a recruiter is just like anybody else who's an expert in their field. So there, there are a couple different ways to, to go about this, but, you know, putting out press releases, if you have something that is worth, it's newsworthy, um, an anniversary, a significant anniversary, you've been in business for, you know, 25 years doing this, or as you bring on new people to your company, uh, make sure that you're, you're submitting that to your, if not your, just your local newspapers or your local uh, media stations, um, your organizations or things that you're, your members of those things. So like I said, any awards you've won, any anniversaries, new new people, if you open up a new service area, you're introducing a new line, a new offering, so any of that can be can be newsworthy. It doesn't it's not it's not like late breaking news here. Like we're not looking to like stop the presses for this information. Right. However, any coverage you can get like that helps to bolster your credibility and and show that you are a legitimate source. And also as you get out these little things, you can create relationships with uh, whether it's industry magazines or, or um, organizations who seek out opportunities for people to talk to them about things. Um, you could even call up if you know somebody, create some relationships, meet some people and, and pitch some story ideas to them. Say, hey, this is something I'm seeing. You know, I don't know if anybody else is, but this is what I see. And I've got some things to talk about and to give insight to this. And, and more likely than not, um, if you can find a journalist who's willing to to listen, they've they need story ideas as well. So yeah, well, something a different opportunity. But that platform, um, uh, help a reporter out, right? Okay, uh, Harrow. It's through um, Muckrack, the uh, the journalistic 
program, but you can actually sign up for alerts and uh, based on your interest or your industry. And they have they seek requests from or they send out requests from reporters who are looking for sources. And if it's something relevant to you, you can reply and potentially be included in, you know, a, a, a very high profile or low profile. It could be anything from a blog to um, a high profile, high profile New York Times article or um, anything. It could be any sort of. Now you mentioned blog. Yes. All of these things that you put out can also be shared as news on your blog. Exactly. Which yeah. you should have exactly. on your website. Right. So so um, tying all of this back together to building your digital presence, because you want to, even though it's maybe originally published somewhere else, making sure that it stays um, relevant to you and stays connected with your brand is um, a great place to use it on your blog. So you put out your own content through a blog, but then you also um, use these news articles as news on your own website um, in that blog format can can really help. So. Again, it's more opportunity for you to be found talking about good things. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so just in case you have some of those things that you don't necessarily want people uh, showing up, it's the same as, as with bad reviews, right? You get a bad review. How do you how do you offset a bad review? You get 100 good reviews. Right. So just, that just many sometimes. more of the good stuff out there. Now, is there a... So, you know, you have all these different mediums and all these different outlets and things that are available from a digital perspective. Where do you even begin to kind of think about how to be consistent or building that presence up? Um, so there's a lot of tools out there that, that can really help with this. Uh, so uh, some of them are free, some of them are paid, some at a very minimal cost, some can can be very expensive. So it really just depends on what you're willing to or ready to invest in. Um, things like things like Canva, mm -hmm. when you're looking at graphics, um, a, a, we're obviously a very visual, a very visual race. So humans are visual. We like to see things and, and, and the visual part of a brand is very important. Um, using a tool like Canva, which is free or at very minimal cost can uh, help create templates for your brand to keep your elements consistent. So your colors and your logos and your graphics, things that make it look like you every time you put something out there on your social platforms, on your blog, on your email, things like that. The difference that that branding can make is phenomenal. It really is. It really is. You're right. Um, so, so Canva is a great one. Another one is consistency. So that's both in your graphics as well as timing and 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 the production of things. So consistency in in a blog or in social media posts and things like things like Buffer or Hootsuite. Um, there are many many others, but some of those can help you to dedicate you know a couple hours one day a week to schedule all the things you're going to post and. It's Instead of posting them all that day while you're doing it, you can have them scheduled so it goes out every other day. So now you've got things going out consistently and you don't have to worry about it for another week and a half or two weeks or a month, however long out you want to you want to schedule things like that. I do hear that a lot, not not just in you know this industry, but also with myself. I hate coming to my my day looking at all the things that have to go out today and like ugh, I've just spent so much time doing this. A scheduling system takes literally an hour to schedule a month. It's it's nuts. And then you don't have to think about it. Right. It's, you know, and your followers will eventually get to know, yeah, they usually put out a blog on Tuesdays. And Tuesday, they're looking for that blog. <laughs> they're expecting it in your, you know, either on your social media or in their inbox as an email that you send out a newsletter. Okay. 
Well, that's, that's another thing that, that I think is important to think about. <clears throat> email in itself is not just text, not just words. Nope. It, that should be part of this digital presence. It's a whole other platform. Um, yeah. So email, again, should be just like any other channel where you're putting out content, um, making sure you're consistent in your voice, tone, visuals. All of that needs to be represented in your in your email as well. Um, and email is definitely not dead. I don't know what you've heard, but email's not dead. Um, and in making sure that you're you're investing in that channel is is a great way to get in front of people and to really really see results um, very quickly actually compared to many others. Right, and there's so many platforms now and things that from like you know so Active Campaign, HubSpot, you know even Constant Contact, Mailchimp, all these different companies that are not paying us to say their names. Uh, yes, <laughs> uh, um, Active Campaign. <laughs> um, it, that uh, that that have these tools within their systems that allow you to be really effective, automated within what you're doing, uh, and and be consistent in, in the way that your brand is presented through that platform of email. Yeah, so I mean, then there there's always there's always going to be more, and this is something that we're always on the lookout for more ways to to find new channels, new avenues um, by which to to advertise ourselves and our clients and to put put your name out there in in the digital world um but these are just you know just a couple of them well you know even things like zoom calls now you know have become a way for people to to kind of continue to brand themselves and and i see this so much you'll see like people record their zoom calls or or they'll put a, a a video podcast on linkedin and they're dressed in in these in super casual clothes, a hoodie on, or in a background. You can see kids running around in the back. I guess it's it's endearing to see like people in their real. People are people. I get I get that, but but at some level, what what point do do, you, do we still want to be professional and still yeah. be on brand? I mean, is there is there anything that people should think about with that? I mean, I think you need to think about it the same way you do in your professional life as a whole. Like it's, it's one thing to get called up and you didn't, maybe you had to work from home that day. You have all the kids cause school was canceled, all these things. Like there are things that we understand, especially after the past 18 months, we all understand that these things do happen. However, you know, just like you would with, with a candidate who comes in, well, I had a flat tire on the way to work. So I look really messy today. Well, the next time I hope you didn't have a flat tire on the way to work or on the way to this interview. And I expect you to, you know, we can make them allowances every once in a while. But if this is consistently the way things are to me, I feel like that that's taking advantage of, of the fact that we're, we're in this a little more lax environment some of the time, but you know, it's still part of your, uh, part of your persona and who you are and who you're representing. So, um, I would I would recommend that in, at all possible try to be at that same level as you as you would expect from others. Sure, that makes sense. And you know, it seems like okay. So some of the things that we talked about, where do you even begin with this? And I know that that when we think about the way we should be presented online, and the and, and we you know, we have all these different platforms. We talked about all these different mediums, ways to be able to engage on them. But but all this stuff and all the way we approach it should be done through some sort of strategy. Uh, and you know, we probably don't have time to get into it in real in depth about what that means, but but maybe hit on that just a little bit about the importance of of understanding who you are as an organization, and that should be some guiding principles within that. Right. So, um, just like when you start a company, when you start a business, you need to have a business plan, right? You need to know what are you trying to do with this. You don't just willy nilly start something. I hope you don't willingly start something and then try to be successful at it. Um, there's there's a, a saying, I don't remember, I'm not even gonna say who it was because I can't remember, but if, if you don't know where you're going, any road will take you there, right? But you don't know where you're going. Wake somebody up. 
Uh, it's probably Mark Twain. Okay. Maybe Abraham Lincoln. I don't know. <laughs> Somebody can fact check us on that yeah. and let us know. Someone smart and important said that. <laughs> but, you know, it's true. Like, if you don't know where you're going, you won't know when you get there. You don't know that you took the right path. You won't know that what you did was successful. If you need to repeat it, if you need to do it again, you won't know what you did. So coming up with a plan, with a strategy, with goals are really important. And then there's a lot of elements once you have that that end goal in mind, coming up with the different things that are, are going to move you along that path. So coming up with who are you talking to? Who's your audience? Do you have a primary audience? Do you have secondary audiences? Do you have um, messages? What are your messages? What do you need to convey? Um, then what are some of the tactics, the initiatives that you're going to take to get there? What are we going to measure? What's what's going to be success? So what right. are steps towards that success that we can measure and hopefully correct as we're going along? And where are you, where do you want to send them to as well? And it has to be like a place like what the end goal and objective with, like you mentioned, the goal. So, you know, on social media, do we, we want them just to stay there or do we want to bring them back to a page on our website where they can be involved in what we do and and then how is that, how that all works together? And, and I mean, all of it needs to be thought about. It's not just something that, you know, people people get up and, and just do um, it, it, the good, the good ones. Right. Anyway, yeah. um, it, it, there's a lot of thought behind the way that they approach even a single post through a social media platform. And, um, and I think those are all things that I know it's hard to do because we don't have a ton of time as recruiters to do this. You know, all the calls you're making, all, all the things that you're, you're just juggling on a daily basis. Uh, but being able to take just a few minutes each day, maybe in our planning time. And when I worked at desk, we planned from four to five. And so I'm making a list of candidates that I'm going to call them. It's a list of clients I'm going to market to. Maybe within that, maybe 10 minutes, 15 minutes of that planning time should be dedicated to what are we going to do digitally the next day? How am I going to work and operate within those platforms and mediums? to make sure that I'm being successful uh, within the, the world of the internet and the web and the way that my potential clients and candidates can see me. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. Like anything that you can cognitively put pen to paper, so to speak, uh, and, and just think about it and what are the steps that are going to get you there? What are you trying to accomplish? And, and how can we measure whether it's successful or not? Awesome. All right. We could talk, for, talk with you for like, so many more episodes and i hope that we do i hope that we do you know um i do know where you are all moments of the day (laughs) (laughs) you need to insert some really creepy music over that i think that's just my soundtrack is just that creepy music (laughs) um but i did want to thank you for coming on and talking to us um you know sometimes we forget just how important that digital presence is because we're trying to live in like the reality of all of the tasks of the day, but there's still that the internet's there 24 seven, whether you're on it or not. And you should be Mm -hmm. right. So thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Um, Follow us on all of our socials. Yeah. Which are, I mean, Facebook, Instagram, we are on LinkedIn. We have a newsletter that we send out. So you can go to our website, recruiterswebsites.com and subscribe to that as well. Steve? No, I think that's it. I will look forward to, to talking again next time and and uh, continuing to dive into some of the things that, that make your firm distinctly digital. 